are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations one final time to all my fellow Skywatchers listening from each single corner of this beautiful globe. Don't don't try to think too much into that, by the way. Just follow along here. This is Skywatchers Radio, as you usually are accustomed to. I am Angel Espino, just one of the uh, main hosts here on Skywatchers Radio. And uh, this is my final episode. We've been away for a while. And there is a main reason why we've, we've been away, folks. And you're going to find out why in one second here. But before we do, I want to say thank you all for being with us tonight. Uh, again, from each part of this uh, beautiful planet, even to our intergalactic listeners, thank you all. I'll be bop, boop, bop, oop. All of you. Love you all. And uh, just wanted to say that the last uh, few years have been a lot of fun here on Skywatchers Radio. I want to thank everybody who's joined us. Uh, everybody who's been a part of uh, the network, basically everybody who's become sort of like uh, almost a family extension of uh, myself and the other guy who is uh, somebody who is uh, my uh, radio hetero life mate, you know, somebody who is going to be a friend of mine for, for the rest of my life, and uh, I want to thank him for his... Uh, great work over the years with me on the air, and as everything in life, you know, things um, you know progress. I'm not gonna uh, completely go away. I'm gonna stay over as producer uh, for the new host, the new full-time main host on this podcast, and uh, he is really you know the most worthy individual. When it came down to kind of picking who I wanted to be the replacement. It came not to only one person that I could think of. And basically, he is uh, the other guy. Other guy. Yes, that's me. And hopefully most everybody has heard me talk already multiple times. Usually I've stayed in the background. Um, Everybody that's listening, I do want to point out that Angel is not going. The show is not going anywhere. It's just evolving to where Angel is going to be taking more of a background technical support position because of, you know, we could be honest, you know, he doesn't sound as perky as he used to. He's got a little bit of a grovelly voice and, you know, he just can't deal with the stress of talking that long, you know, constantly. And the reason he does, by the way, 
talk so long is because no one ever, ever, really hardly ever calls into our show. Because they're mesmerized by my voice, though. Mr. Yes, uh, yes, yes. You main have that guy. Name. I know that you're the main guy. Yes, I, that's right. I am no longer to be called the other guy. I'm going to be called that guy. Please don't refer to me anymore as the other guy. I will definitely take the uh, take the end of the know. main guy or that guy. And if you want to call in and comment about it, uh, we'll start taking calls at about a quarter after the hour. At 786, if you got a pen and paper or you're typing in your notepad, 786-245-8127. Again, that's 786-245-8127. You know what Uh, kills me after five years, he finally knows that number. Yeah, yeah, that's only because I have it splattered on the wall in front of me on the, on the computer screen. That's, that's why I know it. We cheated, yes, yes. Um, now I see that we do have, according to the PSN live radio chat, we have about 45 participants in the actual chat room, so I'm hoping that you guys are going to get a little bit active, or are you just hanging out there and collecting dust doing nothing? Because I don't see that much chatting going on. But maybe it's my imagination. I don't know. Um, so Angel is going to be going on a hiatus from talking. Every once in a while, though, I will ask him to say something and make sure he's still alive and, you know, he's not become a zombie because this show is not about zombies. This show is going to be about, obviously, UFOs, the phenomena, whether we believe or we don't believe, whether we can debunk what we're hearing and seeing or whether we can't. Um, it's all up to myself as well as the listeners to engage in our conversations. I yep. don't want this to be a one-way street, me preaching to the choir. Well, I really want to have actually listening. And obviously, Angel has something to say, so I'll shut up yes. right now. Yes, uh, so what I'm going to do is, uh, for uh, now on, I'm going to be in the uh, background. And uh, I uh, again, I am passing the reins over full-time. And you're going to be like full screener as well, so we don't get that many loonies. Correct. Yeah, I'll be screening you suckers, so be careful. All right. And, well, yeah, once like again, uh, real quick before you continue, thank you all for the uh, the kind words over the last few months, all the listeners. Uh, thank you all for being a, a good friend over the the, uh, the last uh, half a decade and for following the show. And continue following the show because there's a lot of good things coming. And uh, he's going to... You know, Alan here is going to talk about not only what he's going to do, but what the network and the show is doing, uh, you know, beyond the podcasting. So, uh, big things coming, and uh, from now on, Mr. Main Guy. Uh Big things are an understatement. That is correct. The floor is yours, sir. Why, thank you. Um, Now, if everybody is actually listening, that is actually in the chat room, everybody just say just even hi in the chat room so I know that you're actually listening to the show and just not letting Skype run in the background. Now, while that's happening, let me give you guys an idea of what we have as a new format. Um, 
we're going to be changing things up a little bit as per uh, my discussion with Angel. Uh, we're going to make things a little bit more interactive, and we're also going to shorten the show to about an hour on average because we've learned that most of you have what we like to call short attention span theater. Most people cannot stay listening for a whole two hours, so we're going to shorten it to about an hour. Usually, by the way, in the first opening to the first 15 minutes, uh, we're going to be uh, going over what's happened in the news, uh, what's going on in the past week in ufology, um, what we actually posted on the other things that we're doing, such as our YouTube channel, which everybody is going to be subscribing to, uh, as well as, you know, what else is upcoming on the horizon for our show as well. Normally, each and every week, we will take our first 15 minutes to just go over those topics of the past week that we broached daily. Oh, that reminds me, I should tell you, obviously, uh, within the, by the end of this month, if all works out, we will be having a every single day update video on YouTube that you can subscribe to. That's where we're supposed to hear the applause in the background. I don't know if uh, if Angel actually inserted the sound effect or not, but I'm hoping he did. I can't really hear. Angel, did you do the sound effect? Sure thing, boss. Thank you. All right. Hopefully everybody heard that. Um, let's see. If I'm looking at this right, no one's really said hi. Uh, Angel, could you tell me if I am in the right chat room where it says PSN Radio Live Chat? With You're in the right participants. Yep. Yep, in the right chat room, boss. Just keep going. Okay. You're doing and good. Have, have, is anybody said hi yet, or is it my imagination? No one said anything yet. Forget about the chat room, boss. Just keep going. Okay, fine. Just checking. Um, see, now he's taking orders from me, and it feels so good. I'm not going to crack the bullwhip on him, but I am going to actually make demands of him that are within reason for the benefit of everybody listening. So, uh, as you are all listening, uh, I am willing to... Today to take opinions until our next show next week about our new format. And if there's anything they'd like to include, everybody, please chime in and say something. Um, our phone number is obviously, again, 786-245-8127. And obviously, you can chat in uh, the uh, – Skype chat room as well too. Um, it's really easy to access both in the web as well as uh, the actual Skype app. Best part about it is you do not need to actually have Skype downloaded. You don't even need to have a user ID or log on for the web-based version. Uh, if you need that web-based version, I believe it is posted up on our website and obviously everybody knows it is skywatchersradio.com. And you should be able to find the link there to hop in onto our live chat. Now that I sound like a broken record repeating that, the next thing we're going to talk about is going to be what is going to usually happen in our 15 minute to half hour section. Uh, in the 15 minute to half hour section, we expect to be going through the photos and videos that all of you can listen to and watch uh, as we try to either say, oh my god, that looks so real, or oh my god, let's debunk this. Uh, that's gonna happen usually within the fir- the middle, not middle, it's the second quarter 
I guess is the right way to put it. Second quarter of the show. Um, we always, by the way, want you to submit videos, whether they're your own or something you've interestingly found during the past week that is actually happened in the past week at most the past month. Otherwise, we're obviously going to say, been there, done that, seen that. So if you are submitting videos that you have questions about or you want our opinions about, always try and make sure it's happened in the last week to the last month. And I think Angel was about to say something. That's a negative, boss. Oh, okay, fine. I, I wasn't sure because I heard a deep inhale and pause on here, and I don't know where that was coming from. You hear anything, And I believe we have... I believe we have someone calling in. No, uh, negative pause. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. I was I, I was hearing that, and now I'm hearing an echo of myself, which I'm assuming uh, will be corrected. And guess what? It got corrected. Okay, good. All right. Um, so, in the meantime, uh, that's what we're going to have on the second portion or the second quarter. The third quarter is always going to be, by the way, our special guest. Um, we will, starting next week, have a special guest every single week, nine times out of ten, unless, of course, because of the time zone they're in, they've fallen asleep, or they've, for some reason or another, something has happened, and they just can't make it. Uh, that's the part where we will then have the sound effect of the, <gasps> oh. Hopefully, Angel will find that. Angel, will you find that for us and have that prepared every other week? Sure thing. Thank you. All right. Um, as people are listening right now, I'm hoping someone's going to call in and tell us what they think of their new format that we're going to. And that's going to be the third quarter. The fourth quarter is obviously going to be left open with the guest and with the guest taking phone calls and me taking phone calls or text messages or actually chat room messages to ask the guest. Um, and of course, you know, we'll also have our closing viewpoints, arguments, uh, discussions, and who should be coming up the following week. Uh, that's what we think our new format should be. Um, and as well, like I said earlier, we will have 15, not 15, but five minute blurbs every single day. You could either hear or see on YouTube on a daily basis. Just to give you a synopsis of what's happened overnight or something that might have happened earlier in the week that has finally come to our attention. Now, uh, we're looking at about the uh, 18-minute mark right now, and we're going to quickly pause for about a two-minute, if I can, two-minute break here, uh, and we'll be back on the backside at 11.20. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions, providing solutions to your Internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom-built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now, 954 
954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Yes, love hurts. It can hurt emotionally, but more important, it can also hurt you physically. It can hurt you in a way which nobody who owns a hot tub and lives in California can afford to be unaware of. Yes, I'm talking about California hot tub rectal gonorrhea. This painful and curable disease can make an enjoyable soak in a hot tub with family, friends, and dog into a literally unforgettable experience. If you catch California hot tub rectal gonorrhea, not only will you walk around feeling like you're about to pass a twisted sardine can lid, you'll also smell like a pile of burning tractor tires. So don't jump out of the frying pan and into the hot tub. Because if you get California hot tub rectal gonorrhea, it'll really burn your ass. This has been a public service message brought to you by the Citizens Against CHTRG Foundation. California hot tub rectal gonorrhea. We're not going to take it sitting down. after those slight little commercials and a couple of bumper music spots we put in. Hopefully everybody has enjoyed that. Um, one thing I do want to point out, by the way, as you're listening to this, uh, there are some really, really good 
past shows that we've actually put up on the skywatchersradio.com site itself. You could hear really, really good conversations we've had with everybody from Richard Hoffman to Chad and Alta Dillard to Brian Glass, uh, one of the more famous people, Robert Morningstar, Steve Myers. Uh, we've had uh, UFO Bob. We've had Dennis Crenshaw, which everybody I'm sure knows, as well as Jesse Randolph. I mean, we've had some really, really great guests. We've had everybody from uh, Joanna Summerscales to Jason Quit. Um, you guys really should take a look at some of the – or not take a look, but listen to some of these past episodes. And by the way, some of these past episodes – actually not some, but all of them, if all works out over the next month or two, will also be available on our YouTube channel that we're going to be having. Um, other things that I do want to mention we're is – We YouTube channel, uh, boss. We just uh, got to oh. update a little bit. Well, we'll thicken it up, to say the least. Yeah. So please remember to subscribe because we're going to be adding stuff. We will not harass you multiple times during the day in the subscribe or the reminder buttons if you do subscribe. We'll just be updating bulk stuff as early and as quickly as we can. Um, some other people that we always like pointing out were on our shows in the past were everybody from Grant Cameron to Bill Burns to Deborah Jane East – uh, we've had, um, Travis Walton. We've had Ward Weinheimer, uh, Adam Godrightly. I mean, we've had some really, really great guests in the UFO community and you should really listen to some of the past shows as we gear up for our new format so you can actually hear the differences between the two. Now, other things I do want to talk about is uh, some interesting things that have happened in the news recently. Uh, one thing uh, that did happen that I'm actually pulling up is uh, there was a Nevada senator who fought to save the secret UFO program, which was actually really interesting. Um, there's an article that we'll end up posting up later on tonight on our Skywatcher website that actually talks about a secret Pentagon program that studied UFO encounters technically ended in 2012, but there's a senator who sponsored it who thinks that it should be revived. Uh, former Nevada Senator Henry Reid – I'm sorry, not Henry, Harry Reid – admitted he was involved actually – in the UFO project last year when he went public with it. Uh, now he's actually found, now the investigation team from Las Vegas has actually found a 2009 document which actually made a case for protecting and even expanding the project. Um, interesting note, if anybody's actually seen the video that was actually on the mainstream media news, shocking, I know, uh, of the U.S. Navy pilots who encountered the what they're calling tic-tac-shaped objects off the coast of California in 04. Um, that's where the video came from. That secret program that accumulates and actually aggregates all that information. Um, let's see. The pilots are also uh, documented uh, – Recording the what's called the gimbal UFO that spins around in multiple directions as it's flying in a straight line uh, in 2015 off the coast of Florida. Um, sailors and pilots in you know off the coast of Florida have reported dozens and dozens of incidents. Uh, hang on one second, I have to scroll here. For some reason, some things are not showing up 
in my Skype messaging. I'm hearing the clicks showing, but I don't see them actually showing up. So this is not a good thing. Um, bear with me for one second. Okay, folks. Ah, okay, there it is. Um, let's see. Other information that uh, shows uh, on the news here that uh, most of these ca- uh, cases were inspired by uh, uh, Harry Reid's actual uh, initiative to actually bring the uh, military study of UFO encounters. Um, last December is when he actually really talked publicly about it and let people know. Uh, reacting to these news stories about the now canceled study um, – you know, it was actually called, by the way, if anybody wants to Google it, AATIP. Uh, Pentagon spokespersons didn't learn much about it, uh, but that's not how Harry described the program in a letter in 09 uh, about the to the Deputy of Defense. Uh, the letter, for some reason, was not classified, but it was actually a footnote. And in, since it's a footnote, it's exempt from the Disclosure and Freedom of Information Act. Really odd. Hang on one second, folks. I had someone just text me, and I think it's about the show. Huh. Okay. Um, sorry about that. I can get back to that person a little bit later, but um, we could talk about this stuff now. Um, other interesting things in the news I should be pointing out. Um, Roswell celebrated their show, their, um, their Roswell UFO anniversary, uh, again this year. Uh, I don't remember what number this is. Uh, I think it's the 50th anniversary now that I think about it. Yes. Uh, it was the 50th anniversary, hang on, uh, 47. No, it's more than 50 years because that would be 97. So that's, oh my god, I have to break out the calculator. I can't figure that out. Okay, I'm not doing the math right now, but, um, the festival itself began with the 50th anniversary and continues to this day. So we're now up to 30 years of Roswell UFO, uh, festival. And apparently it was a great, great event. I don't know if any of you attended, but I've been told it was an amazing event. There were some really amazing people that spoke. And uh, for some reason, sadly, um, one of the people that was most outspoken about UFOs and has the credibility to back up you know, what he says, uh, Stanton Friedman, is at this point in time in his life retiring from the UFO investigation community. It is a sad thing for this to happen, but these things obviously do have to happen eventually as age sets in, other projects set in, as Angel himself has said, you know, there are other things that have to happen in his life. He's not moving on, but he's taking a different position with our show. Um, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm saying I'm um, a lot of bit, uh, a, a little bit here. It just happens to work out that way. Um, let's see. Obviously, everybody knows what has happened at what happened in 1947, and uh, everybody knows what really happened. Hopefully, but you know, we'll never publicly know the truth. Um, but that that is what it is. 
And I got to just scroll down here that it's not actually scrolling, so I can't really see. Darn. Uh, sorry, I'm talking to myself, folks. Uh, I'm a little bit new to leading the entire show all by myself, carrying the weight of the entire show and the burden of the entire show. So please bear with me. Please forgive me. I cordially hereby apologize. Um, just trying to get to some of the other messages that people have put into the conversation. And now I'm seeing it now. Okay, there we go. Okay. Uh, let's see, where is it? Let me just scroll down all the way to the end of the conversation while I continue telling you a little bit more news of what is going on. Okay. Ah, uh, no, I shouldn't be there. Okay, I should be there. Sorry, I'm talking to myself, folks. I just can't help it. Okay, other things in the news that I should be pointing out um, is that the Roswell crash debris uh, that was confiscated um, by Bureau Land, Ma- the BLM Bureau Land uh, Management, uh, says researcher that. Uh, re- sorry, I, let me rephrase that. The Roswell crash site debris may have been confiscated by Bureau Land Management. Um, I'm looking at an article here that says that uh, a researcher who recently discovered particular material at the site where many believe the alien spacecraft crashed is saying that the Bureau of Land Management may have been confiscating material uh, and will be confiscating even more material that somehow has recently been found. I'm telling you, folks, I think this place has been scoured over time and time again, and now they're finding something. Something sounds a little bit sketchy, unless it was buried deep, deep into the ground from an impact or something. Uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I'm hopefully thinking someone will chime in and give me an idea. Anyway, the the article continues to say that he says that he's on the brink of proving uh, the material is extraterrestrial in origins and is seeking the help of Bureau Land Management to from stopping his research. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Frank Kimber, who teaches geology and other earth sciences at a high school and college level at the New Mexico Military Institute in Roswell, uh, he's the one who's actually saying that there still might be debris there and he needs help blocking BLM from getting at it before he does. Uh, when he first arrived in Roswell, he began to work at the institute and says that he thought it would be fun to look at the local legend. Um, Roswell is famous for the alleged crash, obviously, as we all know, and, uh, you know, the crash happened in the nearby desert. Kimbler examined satellite photos of the area and found areas where it appears the ground actually has been burnt, and he says searches of these areas have found fragments of material he still feels is unusual. Uh, he details this by saying that an initial isotopic ratio test done in conjunction with the Roswell International UFO Museum and Research Center was actually inconclusive. Now, does that mean they found something that's not on the periodic table of elements? Or it was? I don't have a detail here. But it is suggested that the material ah, sorry, material may be of unearthly origins. Uh, Kimber has continued his research on the material and says he's close to proving the ET origins in, in Roswell. However, here is the rub. Here is the problem. Now BLM is inquiring about the materials 
that, and Kimber's actually terrified they might want to take it away from him. Kimbler was recently contacted by them and asked to bring the materials in on June 25th. Uh, this news comes less than two weeks before they were having the Roswell Festival. Uh, Kimbler says that the BLM was told about his work by other BLM people who are looking into the plans of the festival uh, that was going on. Uh, Kimbler also says, according to the BLM pamphlet, uh, he's not breaking any of their rules. Uh, actually, the booklet itself says it's okay to take a reasonable amount of material, barring that it is not historically or culturally significant. Now, I don't think it's culturally, culturally significant because it's not dealing with the Native American people or the people that live in the area. Now, is there historic significance? Obviously, if someone in the government finally admits to being, you know, admitting the crash actually happened, then we could say in the history books it's historically significant. Uh, the material collected, by the way, by Kimbler, um, does not fit either of those descriptions in his opinion. Uh, I think he might be obligated to prove that to BLM, um, which he's not done yet. And I don't think he's going to give up that material uh, very freely. Um, let's see. In an email conversation sent to uh, the reporter that I'm reading his article, uh, he writes, The Bureau of Land Management contacted me today and requested that I bring the artifacts. Interesting that they're already claiming it as an artifact, not debris or not um, unknown items. Um, that I found in the in their office uh, in Roswell. Uh, they want their enforcement officer to look at the material and see if it's in violation of any U.S. laws. Uh, their own published document clearly says that anything less than 100 years old is not considered an artifact. Um, it also says of human origin in all U.S. laws. doesn't say anything about ETs, folks. Uh, this is obviously is trying to be a move and a prelude to confiscation uh, or fines or both. Um, this guy is literally stating that he's almost one scientific test away from proving that there are ET origins in the material that he has in his possession. Uh, he plans on meeting with them at – where it's happened already, I guess uh, – at 10.30 a.m. Uh, this past Monday in the Roswell office. Um, but people want uh, – he, he's actually requesting, please help me. Send me good lawyer information. I need a free lawyer. Contact as much media as you can. Help. And I think anybody who's listening and everybody who's listening really, really should. Um BLM may just be doing their due diligence to make sure that he's in compliance, but then again, it's understandable that he, he's concerned. And that's the major story of what's happening in Roswell after the Roswell Festival. Um, another article that came to my attention earlier, uh, why we should take UFOs, uh, sightings seriously. You know, my philosophy, folks, is this. If 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of all the UFO sightings out there are true, I hate to break the news to, you, news to you folks. Guess what? It's still true. It happened, whether we like it or not. Um, 
article that uh, got pointed out uh, here today is from Cosmos Magazine. Cosmos is pretty reputable. They've been around for decades upon decades. Um, the article states that, you know, starts off with the uh, serious question of are we actually alone? Unfortunately, uh, neither answers, uh, yes or no, feel really satisfactory. To be alone in the universe is a lonely prospect, and on the other hand, if we're not alone and there is someone or something more powerful out there, that too could be terrifying as well too. Uh, the article is written by a NASA research scientist and now a professor of physics. Um, he attended the 2002 NASA Contact Conference which focused on serious spe- speculation about extraterrestrials. Uh, during the meeting, uh, concerned participants sounded off loudly in a sinister tone. You absolutely, ab- you absolutely have no idea what's out there. You know, I don't know if that was shouting or as a, posed as a question or stating that, but the silence apparently was palpable. Palpable. Uh, the silence was deafening in the room. Sorry, I feel like Porky Pig when I do that. Uh, the truth of the statement. Very sinister sounding, by the way. Very sinister sounding. Thank you. <laughs> There's a sound effect for it. Um, humans are fearful of ETs visiting Earth, and perhaps fortunately the distance between the stars is prohibitively vast. But then how do we talk about all these sightings that people have had over the years? Are they extraterrestrial? Are they interdimensional? Are they actually even more local than we think and coming out of the Earth? Who knows how many people have actually – here's my interesting question, folks. I'm going to stop reading this article, and I'm going to talk about this. Let me just take a swig of water. Okay. We all agree that there are UFOs. We all agree that there are what is termed USOs. I don't know where they come from. None of us do. At least none of us in the normal world do. Uh, there are some governments and some government agencies and other people that have more information than we do. I'm sure of it. Now, the question is, is are they from outer space or could they be from inner space? Could they be from a parallel dimension and they have the ability or a parallel Earth? And somehow they're migrating in and out of this vibrational frequency that our Earth is. I don't know. But I can realistically believe, A, the Earth is not flat. But B, that there are hollow cavities and caverns throughout this planet – that have yet to be explore, explored and can be so massive to house an entire city or an entire civilization. I mean, think about it. Look at the, the kids in Thailand that got trapped in a cave system and how far in they got over two miles and then got trapped. Why? Because of water. Now, who's to say that there aren't cavities like that but significantly larger and much more massive that are underneath our waters or upon steep walls or cliffs in the Mariana Trench where there's pockets of air or pockets of civilization or liquid-breathing beings that have as good of an intelligence as we do 
or vastly superior. Don't forget, over the past there's we really don't have any real prehistory past five thousand years ago. We have no true knowledge of what really has existed on this planet prior to that. The closest descriptions that you're going to get is the ancient Sumerian texts, which had the list of kings dating back over a million years ago. But the question is, is can you take that at face value? Was time counted the way we count time? We don't know. But there are more questions than answers, but there are enough answers to say, I want to know more. Hopefully someone's going to comment or chime in as we're talking about this. Um, our phone number, by the way, I do like pointing out is 786-245-8127. Again, 786-245-8127. Now, uh, nuclear physicist uh, Enrico Fermi was famous for posting a thought-provoking question. In 1950, at the Los Alamos Laboratory, after discovering UFOs over a lunch, Fermi asked, where is everybody? He estimated that there is about 300 billion stars in the galaxy, many of them Billions of years older than the sun, with a large percentage of them likely to host habitable planets at one point or another. Even if intelligent life developed on a very small percentage of those planets, then there should be a number of intelligent civilizations in the galaxy. Depending on these assumptions, one should expect anywhere from ten, tens to tens of thousands of civilizations that are actually out there or at least out have been out there. I mean, he's saying that are currently out there. I'm saying if they're that old at one point or another, those civilizations may have existed. We don't know how many of them lasted, didn't kill themselves or were conquered by others or killed off by others or killed off by natural disaster plagues or whatnot. Uh, with rocket-based technologies that we've developed for space travel, it would take between 5 and 50 million years for a civilization like our own currently to colonize our Milky Way. Uh, since this should have happened several times already in the history of our galaxy, not even the other galaxies that are out there, one should normally wonder where's the evidence of those civilizations. Uh, this discrepancy between the expectation and that there should be evidence and visitations and the presumption of no visitations has been dubbed the Fermi paradox. Just a little bit of information that you guys should know. Um, my thoughts on this, folks, is in all honesty, um, I think there is evidence of past visitations. I mean, we have things called OOP art, which stands for Outer Place Artifacts. There are carvings, petroglyphs, all sorts of evidence that our forefathers at some point in time have seen things they cannot describe but only copy an image of onto stone or onto paper. God only knows how much knowledge we truly lost at the burning of the Library of Alexandria. That's really 
that burning, that destruction of all those documents really kicked off the Dark Ages. Because before that, would you believe me if I said to you folks, did you know that brain surgery was actually being done in Egypt and in other parts of countries, in other countries across uh, that part of the world? Um, because they actually had instruction manuals on how to perform surgery, uh, brain surgery in the Library of Alexandria. Look how long it took for us to be at that level again. It's insane. And God only knows how much history we actually had that was written down that was lost during the Great Flood. Almost every single tribe or nation at some point in time in their history has a description of the flood. Now, do we want to believe Noah's entire story? I don't know. I just wish he honestly didn't bring those two mosquitoes on board, but that's just my opinion. But in all seriousness, um, do we really want to dismiss that the flood happened? Now, if we look and read the Bible about it, it says Noah looked up into the sky and heard the words of God and told him to prepare. Now, what I honestly think might have been the real reality and not the – I don't want to use the word embellish. That's not the right word. But the the biblical version is probably Noah looked up into the sky, saw a comet, somehow figured out the calculations because, you know – Astronomy was very, very well known, and the science of astronomy and the math of astronomy was known back then. He probably figured out and saw the calculations and figured out that there was some type of an object that was going to impact the Earth. And based on his knowledge of how much land that he had access to, odds are it was going to hit the water. My thought on how the flood really occurred is that something hit the ocean somewhere and caused these massive, massive waves that created the tsunamis and the overfloodings across the world. And because the impact was a heated object, so much steam was burnt off and put into the sky that it honestly did rain for 40 days and 40 nights after – you know, after the big waves came across the lands. But that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. These are all interesting topics. I am looking forward to discussing them with all of you as our show progresses. Um, we're hitting 10 minutes till we sign off for the show. Uh, so in the last 10 minutes, I'm going to bring Angel back in for about three or four minutes. Just for him to give us – or me actually – to give me my constructive criticism that I deserve um, while we're on the show here. And obviously anybody who wants to, if you're interested, can call into the show and tell me what you thought of it. Give me your opinion. What do you think of the new format that we still haven't ironed out all the details on? I will take constructive criticism. Even if you're listening to it, because I know a lot of people listen to this after the show actually airs, they download it and listen to it when they have the chance. Um, chime in. Send an email. 
send a message. Call in when we're actually live. 786-245-8127. Be a part of the show. We know the listeners are out there. We can see the numbers pre and post show. I want to hear from you. I want you to be engaged in our show. It's not a one-way street on the show anymore. We want everybody to have a voice because if we all don't say something, no one's going to believe the single person. Now, I'm going to yank Angel back into the conversation. And hopefully he's going to have a few comments and a few thoughts and other things he might want to throw into the mix tonight. Whoa, I feel yanked. Yes, I, I, I've got one. You, know, the, you remember those giant hooks Why are you yanking that my they crank? have? Hang on. No, no, no. You remember when someone's on stage, they had that giant hook and the clown that always dragged the person you know, off because they were really bad? Well, we're yes. dragging you back onto the stage or onto the microphone uh, at this point. That is exactly how it felt, too. So thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed your getting yanked. I love getting yanked. And uh, this sounded really bad. <laughs> yes, it did. But I uh, know it's so far so good. You, you know, as long as you don't hear me yelling in the actual microphone, that means you're doing good. Okay. Well, did you have any thoughts on some of the topics that we broached tonight? And even the format. Uh, format's good. Uh, you know, some of the topics really uh, got to me, like the uh, Stan Friedman. And sorry about the dog in the bike and the uh, background, guys, if you can hear that. Uh, he's going crazy tonight. But uh, the stories were, you know, on point. They were really good. Uh, you know, a lot of them were thought-provoking. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, folks out there listening do join uh, the conversation and uh, they start calling in more and more. That's something I think it will drive, the, you know, the... Uh, the hype behind the show a little bit, a little bit better, and uh, and of course you know, it'll give you a little bit better feedback from the audience of what they want to hear going forward on Sky Watchers Radio. So right, hopefully we get more interaction from the audience. Uh, but so far so good, man. Uh, you're doing great. All right, sounds good. Um, you know, the, you know, I think that uh, Stanton was a great, great orator, and he really knew how to talk to the crowd, get them involved, and actually brought a, because of what his thoughts were and how he spoke to people, uh, you know, a lot of other people, you know, joined in in, you know, in the search for yep. knowledge and the quest for knowledge. It's it's a shame he's stepping back, but, you know, I understand. He's not leaving the field altogether. He's just taking a little bit of a break, which is understandable. I mean, like I said, uh, Sometimes you gotta like kind of step back and uh, live your life, right? Right. No, I, I, you need to sometimes take a breather, step away, detox, and you know, step away from it all. Which I, you're right, I totally understand. Um, and you know, he he deserves the break. I mean, he's been doing this for decades upon decades, and now you know, it's probably mounted to the point where you know he needs to unwind a little bit and pursue other things that have been put in front of him and on his plate. I totally get it, and I do not I do not wish him ill will over it. I think that uh, that's going to be a good thing, in all honesty. Um, that's, you know, he, ne- he needs to have that, that time to himself to organize his thoughts. Who knows, what, who knows what book he might be coming out with, for all we know. 
So yeah, yeah. You know, no kidding. You know who who knows what he's got waiting in the wings, um, but um, he will be sorely missed while he's away from the community. You know, we won't get to see him at the events. We won't get to see him on you know on the TV shows that focus on the topic, which he was so very very prominent on. And uh, unfortunately, it is what it is, and you know we all have to accept that. It, uh, it, it's a sad end to an era, but, uh, he, you know, he, we're not, we're not trying to give away his eulogy here either, folks, so, uh, it's not, it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he's not dead, he's just no. passed over to the, to the, um, what's, what's the word I want to use? He's passed over to the mainstream side. He's passed over to the, uh, to the side where, you know, it's, you know, he's well, got I, on his plate to do. Yeah, I've always like to say that Stan Freeman is a little bit of rock and roll in, in ufology. So, uh, rock on, brother. I mean, the best, uh, to him. I, I love the man. I, I, we've had him on this show. I've interviewed him on my other shows. Uh, we met him live at the MUFON convention and, uh, great guy. I mean, I'm tremendously, uh, given of his time always. Uh, this is a guy that, that when I first met him on, on the phone, I called and I was like, there's no way he's going to be on my show. I'm a nobody. This was like eight years ago. Right. And I, I thought, you know, somebody else would pick up the phone. And, uh, you know, I, sure enough, you know, when I called, he was like, this is Stan Friedman. How can I help you? And I'm like, wait, wait it's not a voicemail. It's, it's actually you. And he's like, yeah, what do you want? And I'm like, um, <laughs> I, I, sir, I'm a big fan. I want to have you on my, on my radio podcast. Okay, when? I mean, it was that easy. Yeah, I mean, just uh, phenomenally oh, he's always, given. When I've yeah. met him in person, you know, he's always been very easy to approach and talk to. He, he's very, he's very cordial. He's very easy to deal with. He's very low maintenance. Um, you know, there's I can only say good things about him. Most definitely, yeah, most definitely. Well, we're almost out of time uh, here, uh, main guy. Yeah, and uh, time flies when you're sort of kind of trying to have fun. Yeah, and I think indeed. that I think that worked, um, folks. Thank you for listening to our live show that we've done once again, and we'll be habitually doing every single Tuesday night uh, at eleven o'clock. Uh, and don't forget, very soon, uh, with by the end of the month, you'll be able to subscribe on YouTube to our five minutes of what the hell is going on in ufology. Uh, which I'm not sure exactly we're going to phrase it that way, but um, that'll be five minute updates almost on a daily basis, if not a daily basis. Cannot wait for that. All right. In that what case, the since, hell? I know. In that case, Angel, since you are so experienced in taking us out of a show, I'm actually going to let you close it off for me in your last final goodbye, unless I force you to pop in and talk once in a while. Oh, well, folks, uh, like I always say, keep your eyes on the skies and keep sky watching because one day you might actually see something. Ain't that right, Tito? Ain't that right, uh, uh, Mr. Mean Guy? That's absolutely 100% right. Till next time, folks. We love you all. Enjoy the night. Be safe out there. Keep your eyes up in the sky when you're not driving. And hopefully you'll see something. And remember, folks, use your camera. Everybody's got one on their phone now. Use it. I don't care if it's pitch blackout and it doesn't show up on the screen. 
with Photoshop, we can enhance the contrast and see if there was something there. Use it or you will lose it. That, that's a good way to put it. All right. Have a great night, everybody.